1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, our Father desires to have an intimate relationship with those of us who are His children. But unfortunately, although that's God's desire for you and me, many of us don't take Him up on that opportunity. Although the opportunity is there, most Christians I know don't have and enjoy as intimate of a relationship with God as He wants them to do. And as intimate of a relationship that they should want too. Brothers and sisters, there are pathways we can take and should take to increase our intimacy with God. If we don't know what they are, we should learn what they are and take them. Each and every one of us needs to know what those pathways are and take them so that we can have and enjoy the increased intimacy with God that He desires for you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Two, three, four folk, high five around you. And tell them it's time to be blessed up in the house of God today. Come on, give two, three, four folk high five around you. And tell them to have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. And I'm telling you, you all about to get blessed up in here, up in here, up in here, in Jesus' name. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 3. And get ready for this word I'm about to give to thee. I'm telling you, it's going to be a good word, an awesome word. A word that's going to inspire you and instruct you of what to do. So that you'll know what to do as you continue your intimacy with God. And he continues his intimacy with you. But my suggestion to you is that you have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you today. Because I'm telling you, you're going to learn some things that you need to do. So that you can be able to walk in his way. As he begins to get more intimate with you and share with you things that he wants to share with you. You're going to learn today a little bit more about what to do after he shared these things with you. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a blessing to you in Jesus' name. Matthew chapter 3, we're going to read a foundational text starting with verse 13. It reads, Then cometh of Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and cometh thou to me. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and, lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And, lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Of course, we know this is an account of Jesus Christ, our elder brother. Praise God, our brother like none other, the one that God has given us to be an example unto me and you, so that we can better watch him and see what we need to do, so that we can be able to benefit like God desires us to. Jesus Christ came, of course, to reconcile us back to the Father. That was the primary motive and, and the reason for his uh, coming to earth is to be able to reconcile us back to the Father. Well, he did that, praise God. He reconciled us back to the Father. We, those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, he is our righteousness. And as a result of that, we are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because those of us who have been born again, who have made Jesus Christ both Lord and friend, we are now the righteousness of God in him. Because it says himself became he uh, himself became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Well, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But our righteousness should also open a door for us being in, close to God, too, because we're supposed to be imitators of Christ and do it the same way he did, too. We found out that God called him his beloved son. We, of course, start with the word son. We found out that isn't, in the Greek is the word huio, which means that it's a son but it doesn't tell you what kind of son it is because that son can be either be an immediate son or a remote son. That son could be a close son or a distant son. But we found out by the adjective that was attached to that that he was his dear son. Let us know, pray, beloved son, meaning dear son. Let us know what kind of son that we want to be too. We want to be the same one Jesus was, so we want to be close to God just like he was too. We want to be an immediate son, not a remote son, a distant son, far away son, but we want to be a close son so that we could be close to the Father just like Jesus was too and be able to fulfill in our lives all that he fulfilled in his lives as we are moving forward into what God has in store for me and you to do. Well, we found out, praise God, in order for that to happen, we must increase our intimacy with God. We must get a greater, closer, more familiar and and affectionate, loving, personal relationship with God. Praise God. We want to get closer to God, more familiar with God. We want to be warmer in our relationship with God. We want to increase our affection with God. We want to be more affectionate toward God. And, but God gives us a pathway to be able to cause that to be able to come to pass, and that is prayer. Praise God. We found out God Amen. said in James chapter 4, if you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. God will respond to our response. So as we make a move, he's going to make a move. So he's telling us to make a move so he can make a move. God wants to make a move, but he's telling us to make the move that's necessary for him to make his move. So go ahead and make the move. Draw closer to the Lord so God can go ahead and bust a move on you too and draw near to you like he desires to. God wants to approach you. He wants to be at hand. He wants to come near to you. Praise God so he could drive the fear from you, to step into the things that he has in store for you so that you can be able to receive and achieve all the things that God's got planned for you. But in order to do that, you got to draw near to God. We found out that down through the years and the duration of time, we found out that there was always projected a time that there was going to be a people that was going to do just this. And we found out, praise God, that we are the generations of people that's going to seek God, draw closer to God, and draw nearer to God, and do what it is that God wants us to do. Oh, yes, we are. We're going to walk in the fullness of what God has in store for me and you. We found out last time we got together, praise God, in Jeremiah chapter 29, that God has a plan for us. He has has something he has plotted for me and you. He has something he has orchestrated for us to do. But we need to draw near to him so that we can step into what he has in store for me and you. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you an expected end. We found out that God has an expected end for me and you. But we found out that word expected actually translates cord, which means that God, God has a cord attached to you. That cord is your purpose that he's drawing you with and drawing you to so that you could be able to draw closer to him and then eventually step into what he has in store for me and you. But we found out, praise God, that you, in order for that to occur, we have to call unto God. We have to call him out personally, call him out by name, act like we know him, praise Amen. God, and then go unto him. And, call, and when we go unto him, we found out that means that we need to come continually unto him and be conversant. We need to come continually. This ain't a one-time thing. This is a continuous thing. where you continue to come to God so that you can be able to find out from God what it is he has in store for you, so that he can be able to show you the things he has in store for you. And he says, if you seek me, that is seek me with all your heart, strive after me, come after me seriously like you really want something. Praise God, come unto me like you're begging and requiring of me, even though we know you don't ever beg God or require anything out of God. But at the same time, that's the intensity that you come to God with. God said, if you seek me, you'll find me. Praise God, when you come after me with all of your heart. Praise God. I said, with all of your heart. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And we found out from the Message Bible that it says in verse 13 and 14 this way, when you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and wanting more than anything else, I'll make you, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. God said, I'll make sure you're not disappointed. Why? Because when you come under me like that, I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to share some things with you. God's going to talk to you and share some things with you so that you can be able to step into the things that he's got planned and intended for you. Well, prayer is the place where we get serious about finding out about what the will of God is for our life. Prayer is a place where we get serious about finding out the will of God for our lives. But we're not only supposed to be serious about finding out what God's plan for our lives is, but we're also supposed to become serious about what we find out about the will of God for our lives, too. We're also supposed to get serious about the thing that we find out about our lives, too. See, prayer is not only the place where we go to find out God's will for our lives, but prayer is also a vital and essential part of becoming committed to God's will for our lives. Prayer is not only the place where we find out about God's will for our lives, but prayer is also the place where we find out, and, and because it's the essential part of becoming committed to God's will in our lives. Yes, One of the reasons why God wants to wait to show you when you're serious about it is because he wants you to be serious about it Once he shows it to you, one of the reasons why he's waiting to show you about it when he's, when you're serious about it is because he wants you to be serious about it when he shows it to you and serious about it after he shows it to you. Because a lot of people, when they hear what God has to say about it, they don't get serious about it, but that's other people. That ain't us because we're the people that's going to be serious about what God shows to me and you. See, prayer is the chief agency and activity where men align themselves with God's purpose. Where they align themselves with God's purpose. Turn to Matthew chapter 6. Let's look at some scripture. Praise God. Matthew chapter 6. Of course, we'll see where Jesus was teeping, teaching his young disciples. He had some newbies, praise God. And so he was teaching them some things that he needed them to know and understand as they move forward in all that his Word said they can. Matthew chapter 6. We'll start reading at verse 9. Letters in red, Jesus speaking, so we know he ain't lying. He said in verse 9, after this manner, therefore pray ye, which I'm about to show you some things. I need you to pray after this manner. He said, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth, even as it is in heaven. Of course, I know you want to go on and give us this day our daily bread and all that kind of stuff, but I want you to stop on the first part. He said, after this manner, therefore pray ye, if I could put it this way, after the ye, that's where ye end. After the ye, that's where ye end. He said from that point forward, this is what you pray. He said, I want you to pray stuff like this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth, even as it is in heaven. See, while teaching his disciples how to pray, Jesus taught them also how to pray what's called a prayer of consecration, what's called a prayer of consecration. He began to start teaching them how he wanted them to pray. And one of the things he wanted them to pray for was that God's will would be done on this earth, that God's will would be done on this earth. Remember, we've been learning about how prayer is going to show you what God's will is. But God also wants you you to learn how to pray prayers of consecration that allows his will to be done on earth. That is even the will that he speaks to you. See, the will of God is a good thing. We've already found that out in Jeremiah chapter 29. He said, I know the thoughts I think toward you. They're thoughts of peace and not of evil. They give you an expected in there of peace, not evil. It's got no evil, no adversity, no calamity, no dumb stuff in the middle of God's will. Everything about God's will is good. Everything about God's will is good. And God wants his will to be done even on earth, even as it is in heaven. See, we all ought to pray that the will of God is done. We all ought to pray that the will of God is done. We want the will of God done. Some of us want the will of God done. The will of God being done on earth, even as it is in heaven, is a good thing. It is a good thing. Well, well, we all ought to pray that God's will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. We ought to all pray that it be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. In heaven, everything is going the way God wants it. On earth, not so. In heaven, everything is going just the way God wants it to go. On earth, not so. But God already told his disciples through Jesus to pray, ye the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth labors into into the field to harvest that which is his. God has already said, pray the solution, not the problem. Pray the solution, not the problem. And the solution to this wacky world is that the will of of God be done on this earth. And so we ought to pray that. But we also found out that while we're in there praying, learning the will of God, we found out God's going to tell you his will for your life. And you're going to find out you were created to be a solution to the problems that's on this wacky world. You was created to be a, a contributor to the solutions of the foolishness that's going on in this world. You were. And so since you're praying for God's will to be done, what's going to end up happening is you're going to get a heart for God's will to be done. Amen. As you begin to pray for God's will to be done, you're going to get a heart for God's will to be done. And not just a heart for it in relationship I want it to happen, but a heart for it in relationship that I'm willing to do what's necessary Amen. to make it happen. Amen. Not just a heart for it that I want it to happen, but a heart for it in such a way was I'm willing to do what's necessary to make it happen. See, we ought to pray that God's will be done on the earth, even as it is in heaven. That even includes the will of God for our lives. See, the will of God for our lives is a good thing, too. It's a little weaker, praise God. But the will of the will of God for our lives is a good thing, too. And we ought to pray for the will of God to be done in our lives. We don't have no problem praying for that when it comes to prosperity. We don't have no problem praying that in relationship to getting where we want to go and doing what we want to do. But how about us doing what God wants us to do? We ought to pray for the will of God to be done in our lives regularly. Now, unlike popular opinion, prayer does not consist of bombarding the gates of heaven and storming the throne room so that we can receive personal benefits and secure the success for our our plans for our lives. We bombard the gates of heaven like rush up in heaven and Knock the door in and stuff like that, and come up in there and demand the will of God to be manifested in our lives. No, 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 that's not what prayer is supposed to be. But rather, it's the committing of ourselves to time spent with God so that we can align our will with His will for the carrying out of His plans and His purpose. I'll say it again it's the committing of ourselves. To time spent with God so that we can align ourselves with his will, our will with his will for the carrying out of his plan and his purpose. That's why I said, I want you to pray like this. Pray that thy will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven, that thy will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. That's not most saints prayer. Most saints pray my will be done on earth even as it is in heaven. My will be done. I want this. I want this. Here's my list, Lord. We come in the pan, roll it out, look like toilet paper. Praise God. Rolls all out. And then we commence the reading. Praise God. And once we finish our list, that's it. We out. Praise God. You know what I need? You know what I want? See ya. Don't want to be like you. Praise God. You know, we just want what you want. We want what we want. And we want to get what we want to get. God said, no, I'm trying to teach my disciples how to pray right. Pharisees pray for what they want. Sadducees pray for what they want. My people pray for what God wants because he's our father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth even as it is in heaven. We want his kingdom to come on earth even as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the kingdom of God is within you. See, prayer is not prayed in an attempt to bend God's will to our will. But instead, it's designed to afford us the opportunity to bend our will to God's will. Prayer is an opportunity to get you to bend your will to God's will. Because unfortunately, there's too many self-willed Christians in the midst of the Christianity. He saved us spiritually, but mentally, we're the same as we was before we got saved. I said he saved us spiritually, but mentally, we're the same as we was before we got saved. We want what we want, and that's what we want. Now we got a God who's a cabin boy, excuse me, to go get what we want. Now we got a God that's a clerk to go get what we want, a waiter to go get what we want. We got even even more advantage now, which causes us to be even more selfish than we was before. Because now we got somebody that we think going to go get it for us. I know I did. Let me speak for myself. I know I did. When I first learned about this thing called prayer, prayer's God. One of the first things I learned about prayer is what it said in the book of Matthew 18. It says, praise. If you ask anything in my name, then I'll do it. I would like, oh, see, this is what I'm talking about. I like this Christianity already. So I commenced to asking stuff in his name. Abracadabra, hocus pocus, in the name of Jesus. You know, same premise. So I can get what I want. But then I began to learn a little bit more about him. And I found out what I want ain't necessarily what he wants, And I found out in most cases what I want wasn't what he want. I wanted a lesser life. He wanted a greater life. Anybody remember buying Christmas gifts for your kids? Praise God. Anybody remember that? I was about to say, dang, y'all ain't bought that. Your kids no Christmas gifts, (laughs) praise God. Dang. Took a while for hands to get up. It was on take a delay, praise God. I remember buying them for my kids, praise God. They used to give me a Christmas list, praise God, every year. A long one. Praise God, of everything that it is that they wanted. My kids were very industrious, praise God. They've always been very industrious. They didn't even want to take no chances. I didn't know what they was talking about. So what they would do is that they would go make sure they had the catalog. They would tell me what, to get, what the gift was, what the item number was, and what catalog it was in, what color they wanted it in, how many of them to purchase, praise God, and how many days it take to order it and get it back, praise God. They, 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 they worked the whole thing out. So all my job was was just to put up the money, praise God, because they, they had already ordered everything. But when Christmas would come around, most of the stuff that was on their list, I didn't get not because I didn't have the ability to get it. I didn't have the desire to get it because I had something else in mind for them that was even better than what they asked for. I had something else in mind, what it is that was even greater than what it is that they were asking for. So I would commence to go in and get what I thought they should get rather than what they wanted to get. And it ended up, faces was brighter and they never asked me about any of the stuff that was on the list that they didn't get because the stuff that they got was so much better, was always so much better. Can I talk to you about your father now? You, before you go present him your list, pray like this. Thy will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. Because his ways are higher than our ways. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter, chapter uh, something, 55, he said, praise God. Yeah, it is, 55. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. He went on to say, my thoughts are higher than yours as the heaven is from the earth greater than a mug his ideas is way greater than ours his thoughts are way greater than ours the life that you think is great ain't the bottom level of the life that God's got planned for you the intentions he's got planned for you so you'd be wise to relinquish your plans and pick up his plans and let him do through your life what it is he wants to do but that ain't gonna happen until you begin to start praying Lord not my will but thy will be done that thy will be done on earth even as it is in heaven hallelujah Well, that's all the that we have time for today. We trust that you're blessed for what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you've seen that one of the many things that our God wants us to do is to increase the intimacy that exists between Him and me and you. I hope that you're not only seeing that that's what's available for us to do, but that we do what we need to do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you like He wants us to do. Otherwise, we'll miss out on the awesome opportunity that God definitely has opened the door for us to do. An opportunity of a lifetime that we definitely should do. Become more intimate with the God who loves and who saved me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210 785 Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassi Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up when you do the church and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And to all the business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, don't forget, we have something for you to do tomorrow morning. We invite all the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our early morning summit meeting of the Anointed to Prosper Christian Business Persons Fellowship tomorrow morning. 2 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 20 says, Then Hezekiah the king rose early and gathered the rulers of the city and went to the house of the Lord. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to fellowship and network at this inspiring and informative meeting of the ministers of the marketplace. There is no charge, but a free will often will be taken. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There is no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us, that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, we want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You blessed us in ways we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soeth, that shall he so be. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to all of us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you sown. So, we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do, that is, be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing Word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the Word? Now stay blessed. See you next week.